Hey, Sasha, what do you call a haunted chicken? Uh, I don't know. What do you call a haunted chicken? A poultry geist! Whoa! Oh! It's spoop hour. And we're still great. Um, Welcome to our Halloween episode of Spoop Hour. It, How convenient that uh, Tuesday is Halloween. And also we go live on Tuesdays, so... What's up? We didn't even <laughs> plan this when I was like, what if we make our once a week episodes on Tuesdays? But it was a happy coincidence. It just happened. It just happened, and it's magical because it's the witching hour because it's Halloween. Hell Yeah. Halloween. Yeah, yeah. That, didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. It worked better in my head. It's fine. It's whatever. Golia. 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 I'm like, it's not the World <laughs> Cup, Sasha. Goal. <laughs> Damn it! I fucked uh, up. <laughs> I feel like there's a joke about ghouls playing soccer, and then instead of scoring goal, they go. Ghoul. <laughs> Um, that's a thing, right? Um, to our European listeners, I'm sorry. Hello. Hello, we're American, we don't understand soccer. I mean, we do. Football. Football! Football! Um, so we got a lot of stuff on, um, the docket today. Um, we're gonna do our standard chitty chat and just talk about the history of Halloween, we're gonna talk about some witches. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be hauntingly de- good. That would work better. De- de- good. De- good. De- I almost good. said hauntingly delicious, because I'm looking at, I made a bunch oh. of pumpkin snickerdoodle cookies. Um, both have pudding mix in them, but there is a very critical difference between the two of them. So I made one batch yesterday, because... Um, and they were delicious. Yes. And then I was like, oh, I should make cookies for work because it's Halloween and I'm going to be wearing my Halloween dress that I got from Amazon and I'm going to be wearing my cat ears that I always wear to Halloween in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, well, it's going to be ridiculous if I'm all dressed up and I don't bring anything. Right. I should make cookies. So after spending like an hour and a half making a zucchini lasagna. Which I, looks delicious, by the way. I was so tired of it by the time it was done that I just had cereal for dinner like an adult <laughs> but I have that for lunch for the rest of the week and probably into next week because it made a lot because it was supposed to be it was supposed to be zucchini lasagna roll-ups yeah and then I'm not used to my mandolin yet because it's new oh. and so I kept breaking the planks and I was like yeah fuck it it'll just be I'll just layer it like lasagna, the noodles yeah, yeah. instead of rolling them up um but anyway so I was making the second batch of snickerdoodles and I would like to encourage you to take a bite of the old Snickerdoodle and the new Snickerdoodle and see if you can figure out what it is. Right, and they're definitely different colors. They are, but that might um, just be because they cooked for different yeah. times. What's the deal with these Snickerdoodles? Whoa, Jerry Seinfeld, are you our special guest for Halloween? <laughs> I, don't even know where to go. I just got really excited about Jerry Seinfeld being our special guest. He's right here. He's right here. He's, He's actually, behind you. He never left. <laughs> He's actually one of our dear friends. He's actually a ghost. Wait, that's really sad. 
No, he's alive. He's just a ghost. Mm, okay. There's a movie about that. Ghost? No. <laughs> there's a movie about ghosts. It's called Ghost. You probably haven't heard of it. No, there's a Patrick movie. Patrick Swayze, right? There's a movie where, I mean, this is major spoilers <laughs> for this movie. Um, I don't even fucking remember, but it's Mark Ruffalo and Reese Witherspoon, and it's a They Fall in Love movie. Where she's the ghost oh, and he a moves ghost in her of girlfriend's past or whatever. No, right? no, 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 that's Matthew McConaughey. Oh, that's Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Um, so he moves into this new place and it's haunted by Reese Witherspoon, and like. Oh no, I, I have heard of this one too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like it turns out she's not dead; she's in a coma, and so that's why she's a ghost. So see, you can be mm. alive and be a ghost, based on this movie. So can you figure it out? Sasha has now taken a bite of both cookies. What's the deal with Snickerdoodles? Jerry Seinfeld. Nobody asked you. <laughs> one's a little tougher. Mm-hmm. The yesterday one is a little tougher. Mm-hmm. Any guesses? Mm. As we sit here chewing. Hmm. <laughs> oh, an interesting point. I hadn't considered that, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> this one's softer. I mean, yes. Yes, the other one's harder. Um. Different pudding mix. No, it's the exact same pudding mix. Do you give up? You put more love or sweat? No, equal <laughs> amounts of both love and sweat are in both sets of cookies. Cool. <laughs> eat Yum. my sweat. I'm gonna eat your sweat. Um, um, I'm just kidding. There's no sweat in them as far as I know. Okay, I give up. So I ran out of the standard flour that I use. Um, oh. So the second batch is a quarter cup of my white wheat flour, my white whole wheat flour, and it's... Um, the rest of it, so the remaining one and three quarters cups, is the gluten-free baking flour I had on hand. Oh, shit. So they're kind of gluten-free. And for some reason, they're softer, and I don't know if that's the gluten-free nonsense or what. I don't know, but they're know. they're lighter, and I, mm-hmm. yeah, I quite like them. Yeah, it's, it's huh. a nice texture, so good to know. Nice. For future, if you're making pumpkin pudding snickerdoodles, gluten-free flour mix is the way to go. Right. Well, while we're still on the topic of Seinfeld. No! <laughs> when aren't we on the topic of when Seinfeld? When um... And B-movie. <laughs> Right, uh, yeah, so B-movie is great for this. Um, today I tried to make a deep-cut Seinfeld reference with my seniors, and it did not go well. Because it's the guy from B-movie. Because it's the guy from B-movie. They were like, yeah, we've heard of Jerry Seinfeld. It's the guy from B-movie. And I'm like, God! You say that like he's some kind of predator, like, oh, we've heard of Jerry Seinfeld. He's that B who steals people's fiancés. The whole premise of that movie is just I've never so seen whack. it, but I know that she falls in love with the bee, and so I don't know that I can ever see it. Right. Because I, I just can't. Yeah. But I guess the bee movie also relates to what we had been talking about today, because the poem was called The Yellow Jacket. It's by Nikki Giovanni. Hey! Yeah! So it all eventually circled back. Like, I was trying to make a different Seinfeld reference about the poem. Hmm. And then bee movie, the poem's called Yellow Jacket. So they went in a different direction, but they still... We still were able to relate Jerry Seinfeld. It was still about bees. Yeah. That's the important thing. Right. Um, um, yeah, so... Uh, do you know what you call the ghost of bees? No? Boobies. I know, we've already done the intro joke, uh, but we were talking about bees, and so it was like right there. I could It was not right there. That it. was such low-hanging fruit, and I, I can't believe to. I missed it. You like, would have thought less of me if I hadn't taken boobies. it. Boobies. Boobies. Let the record show that Sasha grabbed her own ghosts of bees. I did. After I made that joke. I went, ah. So oh. that's what that thump sound was. <laughs> it's not Jerry Seinfeld breaking in to ask us to please stop using his name. Right. 
Um, all right, so what are you going to be for Halloween this year, Courtney? So I'm, after much deliberation and changing my mind a bunch of times, I'm going to be a mermaid. Yes. Um, so I've made my little seashell crown. I need to put the finishing touches on my clamshell boobies. It is a dope seashell crown. Thank you. By the way. My significant other thought that I had bought it that way. He was like, you didn't make this? And I was like, yes, I did. Try me. Note all the princess crown behind it and all of the hot glue on it. Courtney also made me a witch hat out of felt. She baked these cookies, and none of us deserve her, especially not me. She's <laughs> such, a, such a good friend. I'm a Halloween <laughs> spirit. And baker. I'm, this is where I reveal I'm not actually a person, I'm just the ghost of Halloween. Right. Whoa. Whoa. Like, it's a Christmas carol, but it's about Halloween, so it's like a Halloween limerick, I guess. I don't know. You don't really... Uh, really... A creepy song sung by children. <laughs> a Halloween creepy song <laughs> sung by children. A Halloween um, nursery rhyme in a minor key. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Um, that's awful. Yeah, it's literally the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone. Um, so... So mermaid, clamshell bra. Clamshell bra. I got the rainbow scale leggings and mini skirt from Amazon, and then I made myself some fins that are really sparkly and shed glitter, so sorry about that. Yes. Um, and yeah, so I'm, and I'm going to do some sort of mermaidish makeup. Mm-hmm. I haven't really decided yet. Sasha, what are you going to be for Halloween? Um, well, tomorrow for Schooloween, I'm going to mm. be a witch. Tomorrow you... for work, or for Hollow work? Yeah. Workoween, whatever. I'm wearing my Halloween dress and my kitty yeah, head ears, so. which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um, yeah, for so Schoolween, I'm going to be a witch, because today at lunch we were talking, and everyone's like, so what are you going to be? What are you going to be? And we're like, well, I guess I could be a witch. I have stuff to be a witch. And someone else was like, oh, I could be a witch, too. And then it just kind of turned into this whole thing where we were like, so is our coven. entire, like, that section of the hallway going to be, like, a coven? So we're going to be English teacher coven tomorrow. And then Saturday, so we're doing Halloween weekend, the weekend after Halloween. We because, are, for specific reasons. Yeah. Um, Our friend is coming from Australia! Yay! We're so excited. We're really excited. Um, so. She's one of our listeners, too. She is, and we love you, and I can't wait to visit you on your side of the earth in February. Um, but yeah, so she, she asked when she was like, I think I'm gonna be there around Halloween, would it be okay if we threw a Halloween party? And I'm like, would it be okay, be okay if we, we threw, threw a Halloween party? <laughs> Do you know what? Like I didn't already have one on the book, but okay. It basically just boiled down to she got to pick the weekend. Right. Like, it was going to happen. It was just a question of when. It's funny. I was talking to a significant other about, like, I don't really care much for mm-hmm. Halloween. We've talked about this in another episode that, like, no. I was just very scared of, you know, mm-hmm. everything when I was little and October, my birthday month, you know, your birthday month, but, like, walking into any party store mm. was always just, like, this terrifying Whoa. experience for me as a kid. Yeah. Um, but I do like celebrating Halloween with you because it's always crafty and delicious. Because I go hard. Yeah, I don't like being hard. scared either, and I don't like the gross-out parts of Halloween. Mm. So on Pinterest, like, I've been planning our menu for our, this weekend's bash, and it's very hard to find savory non-sweet recipes that are Halloween themed yeah. because you get a lot of like ghost meringues or dirt pudding and yeah. things like oh, that. I love dirt which pudding. It's great but like yeah. I have found through a careful study of all the elaborate theme parties I have thrown for our household people mostly eat the savory Savories, stuff and yeah. leave the sweet stuff alone mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's just our friend group or people in general at parties so we usually end up with like 15,000 cupcakes and cookies left over because right. nobody ate those and then we run out of chips and dip. Yeah. So, I really like the savory pumpkin pasties mm-hmm. you made for so those are on the menu. Harry Potter party. Those are Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Those are very hard Harry to Potter. say together. Um, did but... you put your name in the goblet of fire? <laughs> <laughs> he fucking did. Spoiler alert. Um. Anyway, so unfortunately, I was I was 
digging around on Pinterest last week trying mm. to find savory recipes, and a lot of the savory recipes are gross. They're like, oh, they look like severed zombie fingers, and I'm like, I don't want to eat that. That grosses me out. Yeah. I'm squeamish. I can't do any of that shit. So I'm doing some, like, modified. I found a, a thing that suggested mice cookies, but instead I'm going to do mm. cheddar biscuit oh. mice. And so I'm going to do little sesame seed eyes and little um, oh cheese ears. God. Again, <laughs> we don't deserve her. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I'm a sweet cinnamon roll. Yeah, if, you, roll. Um, if you've followed us for a while, I'm sure you've seen, or anyone we know, you've seen you know, photos of um, the spread she created for our other roommate, Connie's Harry Potter party. Yes. Um, she outdid herself. I did. Those pumpkin pasties it haunt, rivals, my, haunt my memories. It They're rivals so only my, um, Hunger Games theme party that I threw for my very best friend's 23rd birthday. Um, and only four people came, but it was fucking incredible. And I know you listen to this podcast and I still cite that as like my best party ever because we had a different station of food for each of the districts oh and it God. corresponded to the district export. So the agriculture district was our veggie plate. The automobile district was finger sandwiches cut in the shape of cars. Oh my God. Um, the electricity district, we had Powerade, like. Hire Courtney for your party. <laughs> <laughs> you won't regret it. You won't regret um, it. If we do want to do a reader submission, speaking of my best friend, who is the best mm-hmm. person in the entire world, um, she sent me in quite a good ghost story that does have an audio element. So what do you oh. think? You want to do that? Yeah, let's Real do fast? that story. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let me pull that ish up. Um, so in short, she's the best person to ever exist. If you are lucky enough to know her, pat yourself on the back because she's the fucking best. Yeah, pat yourself on the back, Sasha. <laughs> Okay, so let me, and let me find where she, so she sent it to me in two different forms, because there is an audio component. Whoa. Whoa. Um, yeah, while you're pulling that up, so, yeah, for Halloween for our party, um, <laughs> for halloween um, I think I might be the witch again, or if not that, I can't believe I, like, totally missed this opportunity, but, um, Ben Schwartz was posting on on Instagram this weekend, like, all these people who are um, Jean-Ralphio and Mona Lisa Saperstein, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, why have I never just, like, thought to be Mona Lisa Saperstein for Halloween? Because I, I, I feel a, like I could be Mona Lisa Saperstein for Halloween. I have a friend who was Mona Lisa Saperstein for right? Halloween, and sh- when she posted the picture of it on Facebook, the caption was, Daddy, someone set a fire in your car because you took forever and they got bored. <laughs> Money, please. Um, money, please. I've never done anything wrong in my life. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> I feel like in that scenario, I am the Henry Winkler, too, and all of my friends could be like, I have never done anything wrong in my life, and I'd be like, I know this. I have never done anything wrong in my life. I know this. See? It works. <laughs> money, please. Money, please. Okay, so I have it pulled up. Okay. So um, my best friend wrote, my grandmother grew up in the most beautiful farmhouse I've ever been in outside of Dover, Delaware. Five bedrooms, four staircases, two porches, dining hall, library, etc. Oh. Beautiful. So it's like a yeah, like HGTV wet legit. drain fire farmhouse firehouse. What? <laughs> also super haunted. Mm-hmm. Her grandfather owned a ton of land, and her father built a house for them to live in in the early 1900s. Growing up, they had, and she used quotes on mm-hmm. this, which I love, help in the house. So of course, the house was built with servant stairs and quarters. Mm-hmm. Thank you for using the quotes. We all understand. <laughs> um, Uh, The servants had a room in the attic tucked in the back corner. Over the years, my family would visit the farmhouse every couple of summers while my great-uncle still lives and maintains it. 
he never had kids or married, and he is one of those fellows that keeps everything just the same as it was when he was growing up. He still uses a film camera, if that helps fill you in. <laughs> the rooms are just as the same as before my great-grandmother passed. Her perfume and jewelry box still sit on her dresser, toy soldiers displayed, beds made with hospital corners, and an old chalkboard hanging on the wall with every date we have visited still listed. That's a fucking recipe for a haunting. Right. Like... Sorry, mm. that's the beginning of your horror movie, <laughs> is you go in and you're like, oh no, there's a perfume bottle and those fucking toy soldiers. Right. Ooh, girl. Uh. So, to this day, she writes, I will not step foot in this house by myself. So, we have a few eerie happenings from the house. My great-grandfather's sister, and in parentheses, my great-great-aunt, which sounds right, yeah. was a believer in the spirits and regularly used a Ouija board to communicate with the dead. The story goes that one day in the late 70s, she was up in the attic where the servants' quarters were communicating mm. whomever she was speaking to told her <coughs> oh my god oh my god there's a ghost in my throat I'm oh dying. no <coughs> all right sorry for that hiccup i almost just died but i'm good now i have some water <laughs> she's she's actually possessed now. i am i am no longer courtney i am in fact the halloween spirit i always have been um hey. but like more obviously so now nice to meet you nice to meet you momo <laughs> um ahem <clears throat> So, uh, great-great-aunt was communicating with the spirits. Whomever she was speaking to told her to put the board down and never, ever pick it up again. Mm. She placed it on a shelf and ran from the attic. No lie, the Ouija board is still on that shelf with a thick layer of dust, never been touched. No one in the house or family will move it. I said I wouldn't go into the house by myself. I won't even go up to the attic without at least three people. God, I love you so much, Andrea. <laughs> Can I ask you a question really quick before yes, I move on? Yes, go for it. How would you feel about me bringing a Ouija board into our house? I mean, I'd be fine with it, but I know they creep people out. I just don't super believe in it. Okay. I've got my dad's Ouija board from the 60s. Consult so. with our other roommate as okay. well, because I know she has Ouija board thoughts. Yeah. Um, growing up, when my mom would visit the farmhouse, she would have terrible nightmares every time she was there. Two old figures would visit her in the room she slept in and mm. poke her in the back and tell her to leave. Mm. In all caps. What the heck? Nope. <laughs> you can tell she's a teacher of children and has... A just over one year old. What the heck? Girl, fuck. What the um, frick fact? What the frick fact? She told me this when I was like 10. Her mistake because I refused to sleep without anyone from that point on. <laughs> and that holds true to this day. Um, so finally my sister and I had an encounter with what I believe was a servant trying to correct, quote, misbehaving children, if you will. My sister and I were maybe 12 and 14, playing the piano, playing in the piano room, which had a set of servant stairs in the corner leading up to the day room on the second floor. We had my mom's camera, so fancy, and decided to do some adventuring while the adults were talking. We crept up the back servant stairs, so it's maybe 4.30 to 5, so dusk was just approaching. We get up to the room and turn on the camera. We sit. For a few minutes. Waiting. Nothing happens, and we eventually creep ourselves out enough to make our way back down the stairs. Me being the chicken shit I was, I started to sing, I believe the children are the future, <laughs> and so on to ward that This is the most Andrea thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> so Andrea. <laughs> and so on to ward off any sketchy ghost who might have hurt, had it out for us. My sister turns the camera back on as we make our way down the stairs. It's dark, so we are trying not to die at this point. We make it out alive and go to enjoy dinner with the family. It wasn't until later when we got home we heard the ghost or spirit. Right when the camera is turned on and in the middle of my beautiful rendition of Whitney's masterpiece, someone or something says, quiet. We listen to it over and over again, and to us it's pretty clear. To others, they think we fabricated it. So take it as you will. 
The place, while I love it, is filled with spirits that apparently do not like my singing. (laughs) So Andrea went ahead and sent me this recording, and I have listened to it many times, and as we know, I'm the skeptic on this podcast. And motherfucker, I hear quiet, so I'm gonna... No, it's okay. Did you hear it? Yeah. And let me... Sorry. One more time. One more time. Let me turn up my volume all the way. That's Andrea. Very classic Andrea. We're gonna play it again from the beginning. Ready? Here we go. (laughs) That is someone whispering quiet. And they are mad. So it's okay. We're not in that farmhouse. Delaware's a good bit away. So that's Andrea's incredible, amazing ghost story. I love her so much. Yikes. Um, Thank you for sending me that and for the audio component. I think it's perfect for Halloween. Yeah, that was very Halloween-y. That was real Halloween-y, and now we're a bunch of Halloweenies because it made us so uncomfortable. Right. Oh, hey. I am such a Halloweeny. <laughs> I belong in Halloweeny Hut Junior. I had a I had a book when I was little. It was some kids' book, mm-hmm. and I believe it was just called The Halloweeny, and it was about a wiener dog who went in this hot dog for Halloween, and it was real cute. Oh. I'll buy you that book, and then you'll feel better about Aww. Halloween. Um. Oh, Frankenweenie too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Frankenweenie. Yeah, yeah. But no, the Halloween oh, is a different. Is different. Book. Okay, it's like a then, picture. But, book. Yeah, but then there's but also Frankenweenie. Frank yeah, similar, similar concept. Yeah. But um, the Halloweenie is genuinely it's just a wiener dog, and it's like a picture book with like Aww. six sentences in it. Aww. So I'll get it for you. You can read it to your kids. Um, and by but kids, I don't have. Uh, no, by kids, I I genuinely mean your students. <laughs> oh, my students, my, my, <laughs> your my, seventeen like, and eighteen year old students, my almost adult children. <laughs> They'll love it. Right. Um, all right, so do you want to get started on our actual docket of content? Yeah, so we've got History of Halloween yep. and, from you, and we've got some just general witch chat. You're going to be some basic witch witches. About, um, witch chat. Witch, witches. Yeah. The witches, as in, um, you know, our friends' general shared interest in all black everything and looking like Stevie Nicks and wearing <laughs> crystals, to my great-grandma Julia, and The Crucible, my favorite thing that I teach all year, mm-hmm. and um, local flavor, DC yeah. witches that were hey! in the news recently. Policy so. witches. Policy witches. Um, all right, so kick it off. Um, as per usual, most of this research was done on Wikipedia, because I'm an adult with a full-time job. Right. Um, we can't and, be bothered. And I make a lot of cookies, so, like, I have a lot on my plate right now. <laughs> Literally, we have a lot of cookies on our plate Literally. Right now. <laughs> we have, no joke, we still have three cookies on their plate, but Sasha's eating one, so two and a half cookies. I have literally and never done And then we've got a whole tray. But we I mean, do, but some of those are going to be going to work, so. Anyway. She's literally never done anything wrong in her life. I have not. I believe this. <laughs> um, so... The word Halloween itself started around 1745 as a contraction of hallowed evening or holy evening. Mm. So it's Scottish in origin, which is why evening was eventually contracted to Ian, because mm-hmm. that's how Scotsmen do. Um, but the right. celebration itself goes back a lot further than mm. the mid-1700s, and they are rooted in the pagan, tradi- pra- pagan traditions of Celtic-speaking countries. Mm. So those are countries like the Isle of Man, Cornwall, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, all of those places. Um, it is believed to have originated as part of Samhain, which is spelled Samhain, and up until, like, two days ago I thought was pronounced Samhain. It's not. It's Samhain. 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 Um, oh, Irish spelling. Right. <laughs> so many extra letters. So many pit, hole, pit, 
pitfalls? Pitfalls for Americans to make. One of, one of my favorite students um, in, like, the history of my teaching career. Yeah. Her name is Kaylee, uh-huh. but it's spelled C-E-I-L-I-D-H. Oh, my God. Right? It's, because it's, it's like, that, that same, you know, the Celtic, I learned how that. to say Saoirse Ronan's name yeah. because I loved Atonement, the movie. Yeah. Um, it's spelled, and it's spelled Sour Reese. Yeah, it's <laughs> Sour Reese Ronan, but it's Saoirse. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. Um, anyway, so um, it was part of Sahuin, a Gaelic festival that marked the end of the harvest season. So that's, you know, around, mm-hmm. usually it was held on October 31st and November 1st. This, this, uh, Sahuin. 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 I'm glad that you are teaching me how to pronounce it. Because you were going to say Sam Hain. I'm going to, I was going to say <laughs> Sam Hain when I talk about DC witches. I'm not going to lie to you. I spell it phonetically for much of my notes. And yeah. when I read it to myself, like I was reading Sahuin. through my notes, I still read it as Sam Hain. Yeah. And then I see Sahuin and I'm like, whatever, it's Sam Hain. Sahuin, okay. Because I'm an ugly Good American. Good to know <laughs> 20 minutes from now. Right? <laughs> Cut to 20 minutes later. So Sam Hain. So in general, um, Sahuin is seen as a liminal time. So what a liminal time is, is the time when the veil between worlds is very thin. So you get a couple of them in the year, and obviously the biggest one is going to be Sahuin. So the um, the veil is between this realm and the next one. So the idea is that in the next realm, you get all the spiries. 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 I am drunk. I'm not drunk. Um, the spirits and fairies live, and ghosts and all of those other right, beasties. Right. So you don't really want that veil thin because they need to stay on their side and we need to stay on our side. Mm-hmm. It's like having a sibling. Yeah. It's like, Mom, he's on my side of the car. You don't want to fuck with that. No. But on Halloween, all bets are off. So um, this is another one that I had to spell phonetically because it's spelled A-O-S-S-I, but it's apparently pronounced Ishii. Ishii. So those are going to be any okay. residents of the next realm. So Ishii is a general catch-all for fairies, ghosts, spirits, what have you. Um, your friend Sam, who just moved there because he thought it would be chill. Yeah. Um, so the Ishii had an easier time of coming into our world. In my notes it says busting into our world, busting. which is correct. So um, people, while they were afraid of the Ishii, they did respect them. Um, because they were thinking of, they think of them more as the old gods. So even though, obviously, um, in the Celtic-speaking countries, ultimately more modern, well, modern-ish mm-hmm. religions like Christianity were starting to take root, right. they still thought of the old gods in these pagan ceremonies mm-hmm. throughout the centuries. So um, they respected the Ishii, even though they didn't really believe in them right. as being full-fledged gods anymore. Mm-hmm. They just thought of them as like, they're the old gods, they still have the power, don't fucks with them. Um, so particularly around Halloween, people would leave out offerings of food and drink for the Ishii, mm-hmm. um, and for the souls of the people who had passed. So kind of like the Bone Festival. You're, yeah, yeah. It's about, you oh. know, people, so the idea is that the people who had passed had also, would also come a knock and come Halloween. So what we know as Halloween is based in traditions for welcoming back the souls of the dead for one night a year, like Dia de los Muertos. Right. So kind of a similar, where it's like, okay, so this one night when the veil's thin, great-great-grandma's gonna come, say hey, she's gonna have the cheese we left out for her, and then she's gonna bounce on back to the other realm. It's, it's crazy that the same mm-hmm. concept pops up around the world. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you have it you have it in Japan, which was mostly shut off from the rest of the world right. until, like, the 1800s. You have it in Mexico with Dia de los Muertos, and you have it in a couple other Latin, um, Latin American countries, and you have... The Ishii and Sahuin. And I'm sure that there's more that we just haven't researched into exactly. and we don't even know about. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm sure there's something in every country yeah. where you, you just like, at a certain time of year, you're like, oh, hey, ancestors are coming back. Everybody be chill. 
Um, <laughs> don't scare grandma. <laughs> Shave your beard. It'll freak your grandma out. But mom. But mom. Um, so, yeah. So in Ireland in the, in the 1800s, candles were lit to remember the dead. And then after you lit the candles and you remember the dead, mm. then we party with food and fun. Um, so some of the rituals for remembering the dead and being respectful but also warding off the Ishi because mm-hmm. you don't fucks with them no. um, were things like bobbing for apples, mirror gazing, interpreting dreams, pouring egg whites into water, which seemed gross, but whatever, and a waste of eggs, and other just, like, general mystic yeah. things. And I go into it more later in my notes. Um, mm-hmm. I did thorough Wikipedia thorough, research. Wow. I am a... My doctorate is in Wikipedia studies. Um, so... People would also light bonfires, and the ashes were believed to have special powers because the thought was, okay, this bonfire burns bright like the sun. It's one of the longer, it's sort of the halfway point where the nights start getting longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why it is when it, it's the end of the harvest season, and it's oh. kind of halfway between the vernal equinox and the autumn, or not the autumnal equinox, but the, the winter equinox. Uh. So it's like that halfway point where, like, all of a sudden we're getting fewer and fewer hours of daylight, yeah. and the nights are going to start getting darker. So they would light the bonfires, and they were believed to be magic because since they burned, like, the sun, it was believed to be imitative magic. So um, people would take the ashes, and they believed that the imitative magic could prevent the souls of the dead from coming back to the earth. So if you're still not speaking to your great-uncle Clyde because he knows what he did, um, you just grab a handful of these ashes, and then you can ward them off. Ah, um, just in some places in yeah. Ireland. So, um, why do we dress up, Sasha? Do you know? No. I do. Um, so it started in the 1500s, as far as we can tell. Are so, you trying to trick someone? Is it like you're not trying to look like yourself? No. That's a good guess. It's That's good pretty guess. much it. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty much okay. So in Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and the Isle of Man. So again, most of the Celtic-speaking nations from before. Mm-hmm. So people would put on costumes or disguises and go door to door, and they would recite verses or songs in exchange for food. And in my notes, I wrote, trick or treat, suckas, <laughs> because I have fun. Um, so people would dress up both to respect the Ishi, so again, those spirits yeah. from the other realm, and so... Um, they could be protected from them. So the mm-hmm. idea is that by dressing up, you'd get treated like an Ishi, so which is why you'd get the offerings of food ah. that we leave out for the Ishi. But also the Ishi wouldn't fuck with you because they wouldn't recognize you as a person. They'd be like, oh, this is another old god. Be chill, yo. And just wander <laughs> off. I mean, I guess yeah. they're old gods, but they're easily distracted. I right. don't know. They sound fun. Um, so in Scotland in particular, young people would get dressed up and ask for treats and threaten mischief if they didn't get something they wanted. Um, so from the 1700s onward, pranks were considered to be part of pretending to be an Ishi, particularly a malignant spirit. So people would start pranking as part of the, like, so, I'm an Ishi, so I'm going to egg your house. Trick. Yeah, the trick part. The trick part. It used to legitimately be a threat. Give me something good, like an Ishi, or I'm going to fuck you up, like right. an Ishi. Trick or treat, smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. eat. I'm an old god and I'll eat your family. Oh, (laughs) jeez. That used to be the rest of the ride. (laughs) Um, But they cut it because it wasn't catchy or cute. So the first time it was documented that people were dressing up was in 1895. Mm -hmm. um, And then it was documented in North America for the first time in 1911 in a Canadian newspaper. So our modern Halloween, as does most other things in America, has roots in Christianity. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So it comes on the eve of All Saints Day. So like a couple, there are a couple different like important Christian holy days where they kind of fold in some pagan traditions. Right. And the idea of being, it'll be easier to convert more people to our religion if we fold in some of the practices they're used to. Ah. Um, so in this instance, um, All Saints Day is sometimes called All Hallows Day. Right. So um, that's a day that honors martyrs and to honor them, you feast. So they kind of fold it in, a little bit of column A, a little bit of yeah. column B, bing, bang, boom, Halloween. Right. Or All Hallows' Eve. Um, so in America, the Puritans were not chill with Halloween and its pagan, pagan implications. They were not down to party with pagans. No. So it didn't really get started in the U.S. until the 19th century when we had the big boom of Irish and Scottish immigrants coming right, in. right. So once they were in, they were like, nah, yo, we do this in our country. It's super funsies. Let's do it. Let's do it. And the Puritans were like, grumble, 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 but they didn't want to get fucked with. Yeah. So, um, and then the next category of my notes is thoughts on symbols. Mm. So obviously we have a lot of iconic Halloween imagery. So you have things like jack-o'-lanterns, right. you have skulls, you have the, you know, the certain monsters that are just intrinsically associated with right, Halloween. Right. So the jack-o'-lantern is, um based on kind of an Irish Christian folktale. Mm -hmm. And based on my research, um, Sahuin also has some creepy-ass traditions where instead of carving a pumpkin, it's a turnip. Um, because I think you just carve whatever's on hand. Yeah. But they had a picture of a carved Sahuin turnip, and holy shit, it's fucking horrible. Oh. And I'm not going to show it to you because I want you to sleep and I love you. Yeah, okay. It's upsetting. Oh I showed God. it to my significant other who is not as much of a Halloweeny as I am and he was like, I do not like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so the jack-o'-lantern um, is based on the Irish Christian folktale so it's thought to be a spirit that has died but it can't go to heaven or hell. Okay. So it's specific form of purgatory is inside of a pumpkin. So That's it's just so a, sad. It's a super bummer. Um, so in... The Irish Christian folktale, quote, on route home after a night's drinking, Jack encounters the devil and doesn't have his fiddle on him, so he can't challenge him to it. No, I'm just kidding. That's no. the devil went down to Georgia. But he does <laughs> he does encounter the devil and tricks him into climbing a tree. A quick-thinking Jack etches the sign of the cross into the bark, thus trapping the devil. Jack strikes a bargain that Satan can never claim his soul. After a life of sin, drink, and men mendacity... <laughs> which is apparently on par with sin and drink. I don't know what that word yeah, means. We'll find out. It's clearly something bad, but watch, right. it's going to turn out of, after a night of sin, drink, and petting too many cats. <laughs> um, so he's re Jack is refused entry into heaven when he dies. But, because he, you know, made the devil promise, so the devil refuses to let Jack into hell and throws a live coal straight from the fires of hell at him. It was a cold night, so Jack places the coal in a hollowed out turnip to stop it from going out. Since which time Jack and his lantern have been roaming looking for a place to rest. Hmm. So that's where you get the put a candle in your jack-o'-lantern. And again, some of the Sahuin and some of the Halloween ones are hollowed out turnips and they're terrifying. So it's this guy, Jack, who struck a deal with the devil but then didn't live his life conscientiously. So he couldn't get into heaven. But then the devil was like, bro, we had an agreement. You can't come here either. I don't know where you're going to party. So he got stuck here. Interesting. Mendacity. Right? I looked yes. it up untruthfulness okay so it's it's so, uh sin drink and lying lying but you would think that lying would get folded into sin right but you know whatever from the mid 17th century mendacitas from mendax or mendac hmm. see mendacious 
I did read recently somewhere, and I can't remember where, yeah, why, but why it did was you just say lie, right? Um, because it was an Irish Christian folktale from like the 1800s, and everything was just so much more extra than it is now. Right. Um, so I was reading a thing recently about the song The Devil Wears Down to Georgia and like mm. the logic intrinsic in it, where it's like the devil is so hard up for souls that he just picks a place on the map and just waits for some dude to come by. And then he's like, well, I can't just take his soul. I know. Hey, little boy, what if we have a fiddle off? Oh, my God. And then shenanigans yeah. ensue. Like, it's it's a great song that everybody loves universally. I've never met anyone who doesn't like that song. Right. But it's also very silly. Yeah. Anyway. The silliest. So, yeah, traditionally still in Ireland and Scotland, jack-o'-lanterns are turnips, which is upsetting, and it means that everyone I've ever known who spent time in Ireland or Scotland had this like just horrifying element of their culture that I just, I kind of want to look it up you do you want me to show you you're gonna be upset I but you can't not see it I can can't you? not see it all right I'll pull it up I, I need to see it I, I understand I understand um yeah it was just I saw it and I, I did look at it like seven times okay even though I was like wow this is upsetting I don't want to keep looking at that and then I just kept at looking at kinda it kind of like me and uh, oh, I, I don't know if I want to out myself here, but uh, me and Dr. Pimple Pop videos. <laughs> Where you're like, you don't want to watch it, but you do. I, I can't stop watching mm. these fucking extractions. Well, that's upsetting. That's a 20th century Irish Halloween mask. Oh, yeah, that looks like something that would be in like a really stupid horror movie. Like a has, really, like, where it sequels. had, I was gonna say that had like a really low budget. So yeah. they were like, we gotta make it scary, but we just or have this like, pillowcase. Um, Scarecrow from, yes. Uh, yep. Would you like to see my mask? No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Thank you for asking. I'm on the Sawin page now because I can't remember where I saw this horrible turnip. Um, it must have been on the Halloween page. But see, when I think of Turnip, and I'm like, I, I'm probably going to have to watch, like, Howl's of, Moving Castle. thinking of Turnip Head. Yeah, I'm thinking of it's Turnip It's not head. like Turnip Head. Who's, who's a nice Turnip. Okay. okay. Are you emotionally ready I for this? I am emotionally ready for this. Oh, that's upsetting. I told you! No, but it's, it's weird. No, but it's kind of like, wait, like. You want to look at it again. It just kind of looks like a mummified head. It does, and that's what makes it upsetting. Is like, it, just, it looks it, like an actual head and not like a Turnip. It looks like when you go to museums and they have some sad dead or, mummy on display, <gasps> what their face looks like. It looks like that. You know what that kind of looks like? The wrappings of Mrs. Blossom when she was in the hospital <laughs> and Cheryl's doing the thing. And that I'm one's like, special oh. for our Riverdale watchers. Yeah. And Riverdale was, season two is yeah, on girl. Three episodes in. <laughs> it's also very upsetting. We have a lot of yelling we have, conversations we have a lot of about, feelings it. about it. We just have a lot of feelings. But yeah, so this turn of, it also kind of looks like the Re-Deads um, yeah. in Ocarina of Time oh, and yeah. other Legend of Zelda games. It's just it's just upsetting, but you kind of can't. I can't stop looking at I, it. Right? It's this so is, weird. Welcome to my life. Uh, anyway, so um, that's the turnip jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> um, modern symbols are equally based in these like old world myths as well as more modern pop culture. Mm -hmm. So things like Frankenstein and the mummy um, are... <clears throat> Frankenstein's a monster. I know. Um, I know. I, know. I was referring to the title of the work, <laughs> but sure, whatever. We were both English majors. We were, so we both feel very strongly we're about it. We both sometimes. And I did. I, I recently saw. I think it was like a tweet or something. And it was like decades of confusion could have been alleviated if they had just named Frankenstein's monster Clyde. Right. It's like yeah. Well, oh no, it's Clyde. Clyde. And then it wouldn't be. No, no, no. Frankenstein made it. It's not that thing's not named Frankenstein. Whatever. That's Clyde. That's Clyde. Oh, Clyde. Man, I'm leaning in heavily on the name Clyde today. Right. I don't know why. I would call him 
Joey, Jojo, Shabadoo. You but call that everything also, that. That also might be a deep cut for our Simpsons fans. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so equal parts modern pop culture with Frankenstein's monster and the mummy. <laughs> punk ass. Um, and vampires, old world traditions. Vampires. Yeah, werewolves. Werewolves. All of that stuff. What we do so, in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Like, think about how many relatively new movies that have come out that have influenced Halloween. So things like... Mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead. It. It. Um, Hellraiser, the thing with all the nails coming on his face. Um, the Ring. Things like yeah. that. They have now in, become entrenched to the point where, like, if somebody goes as the girl from The Ring for Halloween, you're not like, I don't get it. What are you? You're like, oh, you're the girl from The Ring. And that's yeah. a part of... It's, right. Yeah. So it's become a part of our modern Halloween traditions. Um, so why skulls? Yeah. So you would think that it's just because, like, death and the dead are coming yeah. back. Kind of. So the skulls are to represent the transient nature of human life. So one second you're here and the next second you're not. So, um... Terrifying. Yeah. So it's it's to represent the existential dread that comes with being human. Mm. Um, there's a recent episode of The Good Place that describes it as just humans are just a little bit sad all the time. That's how yeah. we deal with knowing that we're going to die is we're just a little bit sad all the time. Um, so that that's, why, that's why the skulls. So they're there to remind you that... When the veil is thin, mm-hmm. you could just as easily be there as you are here. So, you know, respect the Ishi. <laughs> I just remember getting really upset about Sirius Black going behind the veil. I got so mad at that 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 is most of the reason why I stopped reading yeah. the Harry Potter books. I had to because read I was and like, this is that section. I bullshit. This is just so J.K. Rowling and. <laughs> As I've mentioned before, my mom is a listener of this podcast. My mom probably remembers when I finished Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix because I was fucking livid. And I was just like, no, she just did that so she could sell more books because she could say that a major character dies. It's bullshit. It doesn't add anything to the plot. It was just for dramatic. And it just, it was the beginning of the end for me and Harry Potter. I did Mm. read the sixth one, but I only read it once. Um, So it and Order of the Phoenix were the only two I read once because the first four I read like. 20 to 30 times each so like when I say I had a falling out with J.K. Rowling I had a fucking falling out with J.K. Rowling I never read the seventh Mm. book like I got real mad about it and it was because I was like this is bullshit but that's where the thin veil came from that's where the veil came from but it's still bullshit (laughs) um so also a lot of uh, back on topic and not Courtney is angry about Harry Potter (laughs) 10 years later than it was relevant I said it um so you also get a lot of autumn imagery because of what the weather is doing in the this part of America. Yeah. Because, again, we were kind of the first part of America in terms of things that after we burned everything else down. Yeah. So what is intrinsically American culture kind of started on the East Coast. So right. what does the weather do when it's, you know, Halloween time? You get... Yeah. The leaves, and you get corns ready to be picked, and you have all the scarecrows to protect the corn, right. you get all the gourds, because it's decorative gourd season, motherfucker. So, yeah, um, and then <laughs> this part I just thought was interesting. A lot of the games that we play and that are associated with Halloween mm-hmm. um, began as pagan divination rituals, or um, yes. telling the future Mostly with apples and hazelnuts. So apples are associated with immortality okay. and the other world in Celtic mythology, mm-hmm. whereas hazelnuts are associated with divine wisdom. So oh. if you combine the two, you get immortality and then divine wisdom. So that's pretty baller. I like it. So bobbing for apples, which 
I made a note of this just because I really like this. It's called duking in Scotland. <laughs> duking? And it's spelled D-O-O-K-I-N-G. Yes. Which makes me so happy. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so bobbing for apples is one of them. So, um, duking for apples. Yep. So, um... There's another one that I don't think we really do, but I, I guess other parts of the world do. Mm-hmm. So you know the tradition of the king cake for Mardi yes, Gras? Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, if you don't, the idea is that you bake a cake and then somewhere in there there's like a little baby. And if you find the baby, you're king for the day. Mm-hmm. And it's something that um, my best friend and I did in college when I would make cupcakes. We'd put something in one of the cupcakes. Um, and we learned after the first time not to make chocolate cupcakes and put sour gummy worms in one of them. Because as the person who became king for the day noted... Why does it look like someone sneezed in my cupcake? <laughs> and we go, you're king for the day. But also, good note, after that I did funfetti cupcakes and I do different colors of M&M's. Oh. So we'd have a king and a queen and a prince and a princess. Um, but you bite into it, you find this thing, and then you're king for the day. So um, that's similar to an old Halloween game in which people would put a bunch of random crap into cakes. So things like pennies, things like rings, things that you really shouldn't put in things you're going to put in your mouth. Yeah. Um... So whatever you found was believed to be your future in the next year. So a ring would mean you would find marriage or true love in the new year. A penny would mean that you're going to find your wealth, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, and then this was just a random note I can't squeeze in anywhere else. Um, the first haunted house was documented in 1915 in England, and it was called the Orton and Spooner Ghost House, which I think our new name should be Orton and Spooner and also Dibs on Spooner. I think you seem like an Orton. I'm an Orton. <laughs> You're an Orton, and I'm a Spooner. Um, this has been Orton and Spooner with the Spoop. <laughs> um, it wasn't until the 1930s that we started having haunted houses in America. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, like, fake haunted houses. Right, right. I'm sure we had ghosts before then, if ghosts are right. real. Um, and, yeah, trick-or-treating in America also started around the 1930s. So okay. we really started getting into Halloween in yeah. the 30s. My guess would be because the Depression was a super bummer and we needed something fun. Right. And that's a brief history of Halloween. Oh. Great. So cut to 20 minutes later, Sasha is going to correctly pronounce Sahwin. 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 Not Sam Hayes. And watch, um, we're going to have one Irish person be like, you're still pronouncing, still pronouncing it, wrong. it wrong. We um, tried. <laughs> actually, I was thinking about, you know, like uh, you just said, Halloween, um, you know, kind of popped up in the 1930s in America and started, you know, getting what, mass attention, you mm-hmm. know, kind mainstream. Um, this year and even in years past, uh, my favorite resource for all things Japanese culture, Tofugu, um, <laughs> posts and reposts the same story every Halloween about Halloween in Japan and mm-hmm. how, um, you know, how Halloween has taken it and like marketed the hell out of it and it's not... What the hell? Sorry. Um, <laughs> back to my point of when I mentioned a lot of the Pinterest recipes are things that look gross. I just got a snap from a friend who made witch fingers, which are pretzels dipped in what looks like green melting chocolate with raisins stuck on them to look like uh, fingernails. See, again, oh. most of the savory shit is gross. Yeah. So or sweet. Well, in oh, this case, oh, it's savory. sweet and salty. Oh, sweet and salty, yeah. Sorry, um, continue. So, so I was listening. Like, it's just, yeah. it seemed... Appropriate. Much like Christmas uh, in Japan, Kentucky Fried Christmas, uh, Halloween is a very much like grown-up holiday. Mm. Um, they still have like daytime Halloween parades on like the w- weekend, you know, leading up to the ta- uh, the actual Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually only in like big cities. Um, I know Harajuku has like a really big one. Um, but really, like if you go to any big city, um, especially like in Tokyo, there are Halloween 
parties like every weekend at different clubs or you know um bars you know even stores Mm -hmm. you know have like halloween themed events and whatnot i do know as recently as 1999 when Mm -hmm. my family lived there when we went trick-or-treating, we went trick-or-treating on base because it wasn't something that... Because we lived right. off base in yeah. our neighborhood. Just, yeah, and this is so recent that, like, yeah. 2014 was their biggest, like, turnout in Harajuku for... That makes sense. Yeah, like, within the last three <laughs> As years. the world gets smaller. Right. Even more so than in the 1800s, yeah. you see a lot of that culture right. bleed through. And you know what Japanese people are really good at, just inherently... Halloween? Cosplay. Yeah! Right? It's cosplay country. It's cosplay kuni. <laughs> so, um, so... It's already, like, wearing costumes that are really elaborate and mm-hmm. ridiculous. But now with a purpose beyond just, just like, I'm just going doing to it. It's more like, it, it's Halloween. So mm-hmm. actually, I highly recommend, um, you know, just looking up Tokyo Halloween and looking for YouTube videos. Because all the costumes are, like, so extra. And even the people who, like, bring their kids and, you know, put their kids in things make these really elaborate pieces. And it's really cool looking. Whereas um, I made Sasha a really sad, crooked witch's okay, head out of film. <laughs> so cute um but yeah the japanese like already do halloween costumes better than we do i mean um, the japanese do most but the we weird do. thing is like japanese people are usually known for like or even the country of japan is usually known for its cleanliness mm. and like if you think back to the south africa world cup th- there were these like news reports about how japanese stands stayed after the game or japanese fans stayed oh. after the game to like clean up the stands but or whatever and you know they're but trash bags. for some reason halloween is like the holiday not even like the you know <laughs> you know sakura season you know when they're having all the hanami parties but like yeah. for some reason halloween is the one where every, japanese people are just trash fuck they're it just, throw it on the floor yeah they're just trashy people and so so there <laughs> are some people. municipalities oh. Who have been like, okay, we can't have Halloween parties anymore if people are going to be like this. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. But there also are, like, um, these armies of volunteers who on November 1st come out wearing, you know, their volunteer vests and whatever and clean up. You might say those people are saints. uh, Because it's All All Saints Saints Day. Too bad it's not a Christian country. <laughs> I know, but they they have Golden Week and they yeah, love Golden Christmas week, into yeah. that, right? So yeah. what Golden Week is in the spring? Really? Yeah, Golden Week's in the spring. Then you will need to have a word with the organizers of Japan Bowl because they said Golden Week is the week from Christmas to New Year's. No, it's after, it's in May. <gasps> Those motherfuckers! Isn't Why would that? they do that to me? I'm no, gonna Google there, it. But there is there is I mean between like Christmas and New Year's is like a major like time. My mom got. Like super overtime when she worked for Japan Airlines during that week. I bet. Yeah, because everyone wants to travel and do whatever. So while she's looking this up, um, <laughs> this has been the Japan podcast. Japan as per podcast. Usual. Um, <laughs> with the last ten minutes that I have um, your attention, uh, I just want to talk very briefly about witches. Um, so. In terms of aesthetics, um, I love the witch look. Um, for a very long time, I operated, I guess, for a long time, the last couple of years, um, my, uh... Oh, yeah, it is in the spring. Sasha was right. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have some words with Japan Bowl. Right. I know my shit. <laughs> I also have a mom who works for say, a you... major air- airline, and so I would know. <laughs> I've been a weeaboo <laughs> for, like, ten years, but you are actually legitimately I... Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just an annoying weeaboo. <laughs> like, I have the passport and everything. <laughs> um, but, uh... 
uh, yeah, for the last few years, I've basically been, like, operating in all black everything with sometimes very, very dark gray. Put it this way, the past, like, six gifts I've gotten you for Christmas and birthdays, I always try to incorporate some color Color, with the black, because for God's sakes, you could wear color. I, and I've been wearing color, um. (laughs) Barely, but Barely, but I, yeah, I've been wearing, (laughs) She wears, like, dark purple. And I also really like millennial pink, right? I love, I love that light, light pink color, um, (laughs) but I'm really into this, like, Stevie Nicks aesthetic. Today um, she's wearing a light gray shirt and black pants. I was wearing black pants. Now, yeah, I am still wearing black pants, but I switched out of my work pants, my nice black pants, to into her other black pants. fleece black pants. Her backup black pants. My, and I'm still wearing my work shirt. I am wearing one of my more conservative outfits, which is, in fact, a Caterpie shirt and then my Pokemon sweatpants. But see, because I'm wearing, in my she's wearing dark gray and black. Because I'm in my PJs, PJs. Sasha. <laughs> I did wear black today, but it was because it was my glow-in-the-dark constellations dress, and I paired it with a red cardigan. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and this has cool. been going from Japan hour to yelling about clothing hour. <laughs> so so I'm really into that aesthetic. Um, I have a number of friends who are as well. Um, our roommate um, has a tendency to look very witchy. She does. And she's gorgeous. She's um, like a beautiful autumnal witch all Right. The time. And then um, and our friend Christy uh, is also... Different Christy than the one who's coming, coming from Australia. Yeah. Um, she posted a photo this weekend of her in this like loose-knit black sweater and like a black hat with her, you know, rose gold hair hugging goats and I was like you're like a farm witch and I was so excited although our friend Chrissy who is coming from Australia does mostly wear black yeah she's also kind of witchy um and then uh am I the only one who doesn't dress as a witch because I do my 50s retro inspired because you like your yeah but you could be like a a you know, retro Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like the original Sabrina. There we go. Um, And then our friend Jess has, you know, like is also kind of looking like that. Beautiful witch queen. Yeah, like forest witch. And so I have a lot of friends who are into this like particularly like witchy aesthetic. We're always complimenting each other by being like, wow, you look like a witch. (laughs) Um, But this summer, as I was um, chatting with some family members uh, when I visited my grandparents up in the... Well, not the Great White North. Short of the Great White North in Michigan. Um... I, we were talking about my great-grandma Julia, who passed when I was in elementary school, and I've always known, one, that she was born in Massachusetts, and two, uh, that she was born in October, but I never asked, or no one ever told me, when and where, so as it turns out, great-grandma Julia Chish was born in Salem, Massachusetts yes. on October 31st. Yes. <laughs> so my Queen. like witchy aesthetic brain started tingling <laughs> and my English teacher who teaches the crucible um, brain started tingling and I was like so excited that my great grandma Julia was born in Salem on Halloween. Um, strong witch stock. Right? Strong witch stock. And so I got, I, was, I felt very, very connected to my great grandma. I was mm-hmm. like, yes, it makes sense. Like, <laughs> it this is why, this is why I'm the way I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason. That's the reason. only reason Nothing I'm this else. way. Nothing Just else. Just because your great grandma was born on Halloween in Salem. Right. If anyone asks me, why are you this way? Why like, are you like this? My great grandma was born on Halloween. Isn't in that the Salem. Lady Gaga song? I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way because of my great grandmother Julia, who was born in Salem on October 31st. I'm a witch, baby. Yes, exactly. That is the Lady Gaga song. That went on for too long, and I'm very embarrassed. That's fine. Um, <laughs> this is going 
gonna be a supersized Halloween episode. This is a I super size. Take your time. Um, so, so the Crucible. Um, I, I'm really excited to share that tidbit with my students when we start the Crucible in January. It does not seem like the right season, but you know, by yeah. by January, it's cold. Everything's gross, and like in the play, like everything kind of goes to hell in the middle of winter. And, I'm like, sure the, you can find somewhere in yeah. the world where their spooky season is January. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we, we, I mean, we do the American Gothic in March, so, like, I usually, oh, tomorrow is, oh, tomorrow's Halloween. Ah, crap, I forgot to show Bart the Raven to my one English class today. Oh, I can do it Wednesday. There you go. Um, but I'll, I'll do it for the other classes tomorrow since it's It's Halloween It's All Saints Day, it's part two of Halloween. Right? Um, so, so the Crucible, I love the Crucible, I love teaching the Crucible, um, I love getting people excited about the existence or non-existence of witches when in the play there really are no actual witches. We've no. got Tichuba who does a little bit of her Barbados stuff. Um, but like Which she's could not, just as easily just be like culture. Yeah, it's just culture, right? She's not she's Casting not actually a, a witch, right? And like meets. all the girls are like, well Tichuba made us dance naked in the woods. It's like Did she or did you did just want to dance naked in the woods? You just wanted to dance naked in the woods. And also doesn't? you asked Tichuba to like sacrifice the chicken so you could get with John Proctor and get his wife out of the way. Which, like, in other parts of the world, is just called making dinner. It's just called making dinner, right? Yeah. Like, and that's the thing, is we just finished reading March Book 1, and we, there's a whole section in it about, like, the parents taking the chickens out of the chicken coop and making Sunday dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And Same so I know thing. the kids are going to be like, different Tichuba's just making chicken. Yeah, <laughs> like, she is. Um, but yeah, I, I love The Crucible. I was very sad. I think it was earlier this year. I couldn't get tickets to go see um, Tavi Gevinson on uh, Broadway um, doing the limited engagement of The Crucible. Um, but I love me some Arthur Miller. I love that Arthur Miller wrote an allegorical play about not only the Salem witch trials, but also the fucking Red Scare. Because <laughs> everything, everything was about the Red Scare at that I, time. Yeah, like so, there's episodes of The Twilight Zone about it. It's it was everywhere. You couldn't fucking escape. The I, Red Scare. I I love the Crucible. I love teaching it. Um, another. I guess pop culture thing that I love that has witches, um, I think, well, um, I mean, The Simpsons, every so often, will have a different witch episode, uh, like, witch theme for the Treehouse of Horrors. Um, one that I liked in particular was the one where, uh, a witch tries, or, there's a bunch of, the the Springfieldians are having a costume contest on the steps of, um, the town hall, and they decide that, the, oh, the witch one, or this woman dressed like a witch one, and so they're like, oh, let's, you know, like, pull off that mask and see, you know, who's who's the Springfieldian, you know, in this costume. And she was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, I'm not, I'm not in a costume. Like, this is how I look. This, I'm a witch. And they're like, what? She cheated! <laughs> and, like, she, like, everyone freaks out and, like, turns on her. And so she uh, casts a spell and everyone becomes the costume that they were in. There's an episode so, of Buffy like that. Yeah, so every like if you were um I think um Nelson tried to be the Lone Ranger, Aww. but um the witch misunderstood his costume, made him a raccoon, and he was like, I'm not a raccoon, I'm the Lone Ranger. Um and I think Homer had oh pretended to be headless and so uh. like then he actually was headless. And so the, it was kind of a spooky episode. Then there's the episode where it's sort of based on the crucible. It's a, another it's a witch hunt episode mm-hmm. and Everyone's like, "Oh, Goody, Goody Simpson is a witch," and um, and they they try to set her on fire, and then she flies away, and turns out Patty and Selma are also witches. Um, 
but then uh, they they needed to, like, eat children, and so they grabbed bags and whatever, and they're like, we need to, like, trick people into giving, our chil- giving us our children, so it was like, trick or treat, like, give us your kid, or give us some candy, uh-huh. and then that's how, like, Halloween was started in America. <laughs> it was, just, it was um, a very strange story, but... My favorite Halloween uh, moment on The Simpsons yeah. is when Milhouse is talking about how he's gonna go as a radioactive man for Halloween, and he's just wearing his radioactive man pajamas, and Lisa goes, I'm sure a radioactive man wears pajamas with his own face on them. Right, <laughs> And oh that has God. always stayed yes. with me. Oh, that's the other Simpsons. Yeah, I think that's the same the same yeah. Simpsons episode with the stretch dude and clubber girls, right? <laughs> um, and they have to save Lucy Lawless from Comic Book Guy. It's like, Xena can't fly. I'm telling you, I'm not Xena. I'm Lucy Lawless. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so, like, Lucy Lawless canonically can fly. I believe it. Um, like, yeah. She's a magical woman she, from, isn't she from New Zealand? Yes. I believe everyone she, from New Zealand can fly. Right. So yeah. Taika Waititi as well. Yeah, prove and, me uh, wrong, Taika Waititi. Flight of the Concords. See, they were telling us right there. There's a picture of them on the cover of busting them flying. This, busting this whole conspiracy <laughs> wide, wide open. open. Uh, Case closed. <laughs> New Zealanders can fly. Right. Prove me wrong, New Zealand. Um, and then all, basically all of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, sure. like growing up with the Melissa Joan Hart version. Right. I love. Um, and then. More recently, because of my love of Riverdale and the new Archie comics, um, there's, okay, Jughead the Hunger, which is Jughead becomes a werewolf and, um, is, like, ends up, like, having, I mean, his, his character is based on, like, Jughead eats everything, like, he's just hungry all the time, but now he becomes a werewolf and he has to eat every one. Do you think there was an early version in which he turned into a hungry, hungry hippo? That would be hilarious. I'm gonna I would love yes. to see a little hippo with Jughead hat. Prove me wrong, um, New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's Afterlife with Archie, which is the Archie characters. What if, you know, there was a zombie apocalypse? And then there's The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is a horror comic series based around Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's definitely not your Melissa Joan Hart or even your original Sabrina comics mm. type of Sabrina. It is really scary, and I don't know that I do like it or not. <laughs> Um, but I'm trying to embrace it because of the success of Riverdale. And because you come from Strong Witch Strong. And I come from, yeah, I, I need to see what my people were like. Um, in <laughs> Because of the success of Riverdale, CW ordered The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And, of course, a bunch of people were like, yay, Sabrina reboot. Oh, my God, Melissa Joan Hart. And I'm like, no, no. it's so different. Children, like, no. Not, not at all the same Children, thing. Children, why? It's so different. Like, it's not going to be a fun, campy, like, look at this sarcastic talking cat. Like, it's not any of that at all. It's gonna be like an actual horror show um and then yeah so i like pop culture i like creepy things and i know i veered off course of witches no you're Um, good i have thoughts on witches i think next week um because we talked about uh doing a little bit of a dc episode yeah um i think i want to talk about the dc witches next okay time when well, we also talk about the haunting of the white house and other I mean, dc properties i mean it's the, clearly got a fucking poltergeist in it right now yeah he's got tiny hands and orange nightmare orange hair nightmare face he's like an uh, evil clown right like kind of an oompa loompa <laughs> like an evil oompa loompa evil oompa loompa with he, tiny hands he managed to escape from the wonka factory and now he's wreaking havoc on all of us um but we'll, we'll talk um, about other like weird dc yeah, we're gonna do things. it'll um, be so we'll do a local episode next. DC Wonk. Um, yeah. Um, but I just want to talk yeah. about witches because I do have yeah. a lot of. Oh, tell me some so, of your yeah. feelings about witches. And like I said, this is our jumbo sized Halloween episode because we said it was. Ooh. Um. So, 
currently, those of you who are my friend on Facebook know, um, my cover photo is a photo that I took when I was at the Women's March in January. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, of a sign that says, we are the great granddaughters of the witches you did not burn. Mm-hmm. Which I really love. And that's that's my witch aesthetic. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, because I think most of the culture around witches was just women not conforming to what society expected of them, women who did not perform in the traditional Puritan ways and were therefore labeled as witches. Yeah. Or even in some cases, a lot of them were just women who widowed and didn't remarry. Right. And so then they lived alone, and because they weren't allowed to work, they didn't have anything they could do, so they would live alone in a house, and it would be cold and dark all the time, right. and they didn't go outside much because everybody was weird around them, and then it's, oh no, it's a witch. Witch, yeah. Oh. So I, I, do, I do love that about witches, just because... So much of it is just another way to pigeonhole women. It's like, oh, do what we tell you to do, because otherwise you're a witch and we're going to burn you. Mm -hmm. Even though no witches were burned at the stake in Salem. Right. That's that's a myth. They were all hanged, hanged, I believe. Yeah. Hanged or drowned. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of Crucible, there, John Proctor's hanged. Yeah. Oh, spoiler. Spoilers! Sorry. Oh you my god! You should have read it in high school. I was two pages from the end, Sasha. <laughs> that book's only been out for 70 years. Uh, 70, 60? It came out in, like, I think it was 50 on Broadway, 1949, 1950, so almost set. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, 70. Yeah, oh, my, good lord. Yeah, right? We're oh, old. my God. But, All right. oh, my God, Sasha, spoilers for something that's only 70 years old. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, even like even though we d- we do have a lot of pop culture representations of witches now, and even the movie The Witch, mm-hmm. um, which... Um, my significant other was super into, but I am too much of a Halloweenie to see. <laughs> um, also, I have a name for this episode, and it's just the Halloweenie. The Halloweenie. The Halloweenie. Um, even though it's the season of the witch. Um, so he was sending me these articles about the making of it, and they wanted to keep it as authentic to that mm-hmm. like sense of. So they took everybody out to like super rural. I think it was somewhere in New England. I want to say it was Maine, but I'm not sure. Right. To make it look like you know Puritan Virginia. Yeah. And. Um, they didn't have electric lights in any of the houses. They mm-hmm. So it was pitch black all the time, just the studio lighting that was there. Um, and as much of it as they could, they filmed in almost complete darkness to add to that sort of creepy uh, element. To yeah. I'm just, not about that. Just based on reading those stories, I had nightmares. So I'm a super Halloweeny. Yeah. But like... Again, it's that kind of intrinsically and uniquely human thing where it's dark and we hear something weird, so we make up a story that it's a witch or it's, you know, um, what's it? Oh, my God. I should have looked this up. There's a goat in The Witch. I think it's called Black Peter, and he's the devil. Uh, but, yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, Whoops. But, <laughs> spoilers. But he, he asks... Would thou like to live deliciously? Because the movie itself takes place during, um, I believe it, they're Calvinist Puritans. Uh, so Calvinism is, kind of, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm going to Google real quick because mm-hmm. I'm about to talk about some stuff. So I should actually know what I'm talking about. And I didn't research this. Um, so let me just confirm. Calvinism. Calvinism. Some guy named Cal. Yeah. Some guy named Calvin who had a friend who was a tiger. Um... And, and they his, go on fun adventures. They went on fun adventures. Was he a sarcastic little kid? He was a sarcastic little kid. Hold on. I'm just going to cool. Google the witch religion. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> in short, whatever religion it was believed that, um, in, believed in predestination. Mm-hmm. Um, which means that at birth, it is already known 
whether, yeah, it is Calvinism. Okay. Um, so at birth, once you're born, it's already known whether you're going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. Mm. And a very small number of people are going to heaven. We're talking right. like less than 5%. So um, based on that, the guy who did the witch was like, if you were a Calvinist, honestly, it was in your best interest to just like live your life however the fuck you wanted because you probably weren't going to heaven anyway. Right. So why make yourself suffer? So, which is why, oh no, it's Philip, Black Philip, I think. He's the name of the goat. So Black Philip is like, wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Because, like, why the fuck not? You're going to hell yeah. anyway. May as well. Because um, so many people just... Yeah. Yeah. Very few got into heaven. So... Huh. And all the women were witches. So. Yeah. But um, that's just true to real life. Am I right, fellas? Uh, uh, um, I remember periods. in, like, high school or college, I think it must have been Melissa or, you know, one of, one of the people in my crew, um, talking about, like, Witches riding brooms and oh. the polish and stuff. Or not witches, just women riding yeah. brooms or, you know, being caught doing something a little illicit yeah. and sexual. And that Showing also was their like... ankles in public. Well, it's a witch you because she likes sex. What's, um, yeah, what's upsetting? A lot of it is definitely I don't know pa- patriarch, patriarchal. Oh, yeah, it's super the patriarchy just, like, ironing down what women can and cannot right. be. And just, if you do anything that even slightly strays from the idea of what the patriarchy thinks what? the ideal woman yeah. is, then you're a witch. What's upsetting? So the whole idea of a witch riding her broomstick mm-hmm. in the silhouette of the moonlight and whatever else, and it upsets me that I know this, but the broom is supposed to represent the devil's dick. Yeah. So it's like, she's riding the devil's dick. Oh, what a slut. Because it's, it, it's, again, Women who have sex outside of marriage. Women who were married and now they're not. So now they're just these impure women for no fucking reason. Right. Women who can't have kids. Which yep. was grounds for your ass getting annulled. And so you wouldn't have a marriage anymore. Right. But then we'd punish the women for not being able to have kids. And it's obviously because she's a witch. Or in some cases, if a woman did pop out like 14 babies and she can't have a 15th, it's because a witch cursed her. Yeah. And not because she's already squirted out 15 kids and for God's sake, she's not a clown car. Oh my God. That's <laughs> like, isn't that exactly what happened in um, The Crucible where the one, the one yeah. woman was like, my children have died. You know, they, yeah. they, they're always dying. I can never keep my it's kids alive. Be a witch. And this other lady has so many kids and I think she's cursed me and she's having all the kids and I can't have any and it's like or it's the 1600s and everybody dies all the fucking time like babies had like a 10% shot at making it yeah like there were illnesses we were like oh I just slopped out the hogs let me go ahead and yank this kid out of your hoo-ha like (laughs) oh Jesus. You know I'm right. I know you're so, right. So like but that's I just, why like, all the babies like a were dying. Go through my body. Nobody's like, yanking anything out of your hoo-ha, uh, Sasha. Um, so like that's why your kids are dying. But you blame you know the local woman who's super fertile, or you know the woman who doesn't have any babies, and you're like none of my babies are living. She clearly cursed me because she's mad at me for having all these kids. Or that lady has a really nice garden. I can't get anything to grow in my garden. Maybe yeah. you just have poor soil and need to fertilize. Maybe you're just not a gardener i'm not downstream from something bad or yeah or like like you planted the wrong crop and she planted something that was better for the soil Soil that she had yeah Yeah. like it was just there were so many things that would get you labeled as a witch which is why if i were alive back then i would not be i would not have lived to this age because my punk ass would have been a witch like years ago or my asthma would have killed me yeah Um, well because there's also land ownership yeah like a lot of like men got accused of being witches too right a lot of people were accused of being witches because it was like i want that land i want that land that's a nice house that's That's i want that nice house it would be a shame (laughs) it would be a 
shame if you were found to be a witch. <laughs> Except like, I totally know you are. I saw you riding the devil's dick. Oh. oh. Um, there was this, <laughs> she wasn't accused of being a witch, but there was this woman who was, I believe she was the Countess of Bathany. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's accused of having bathed in virgin's blood and everything else. And I got, I got schnookered by this as well. And it could be true. Like, Schnucker. there are rumors that she was the first female serial killer because <laughs> she was in the 1500s and she was this very wealthy woman and she would always demand that young virginal girls come and be her servants and they'd never be seen from again and they think she killed like 600 people and she would bathe in virgin's blood to keep herself young and blah, 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 blah. Um, but there is speculation now that we know better that she was in a spat with one of the kings at the time and he wanted her shit. And because she was like, fuck you, this is my land, get your own. He was like, oh, she's murdering people and bathing in their blood because that was what you did. When somebody had something that you wanted and you wanted it to be yours and not theirs, you said they were a witch, you said they were a murderer, you said they were a slut who rides the devil's dick. And it's bullshit. So embrace your inner witch. Um... But yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of patriarchy, and the patriarchy invented witches. And like, obviously, there is modern Wicca and things like that. Yeah, but which the, we'll talk about when we do our DC witches. We will. But the idea of the you know the black pointy hat and the broomstick riding and the animal familiars, like if you're a lonely old lady whose husband died, and none of your kids lived past infancy because it's the 1600s and everything is terrible. What are you going to do? You're going to get a fucking cat. You're going to get a dog, and you're going to sit in your house and be lonely, but at least you have your puppy. Exactly. And everybody's going to be like, mm, nope, that's her familiar. That's not a real dog. That's the devil's proxy. No, you're just a lonely old lady. Leave her alone. Um, so, yeah, that's those are my feelings you, on witches. You have, you have a lot of feelings about witches. I have a lot of feelings about witches, and that has been my feminist killjoy segment. Oh, my God. <laughs> well... All right, so on our next episode, I think I think a DC episode would be a yeah, fun episode to do. Um, we talk about, I mean, all the historical ghost nonsense yeah, things. Yeah, because DC and is then, one of the older places in the U.S. that, well, it did burn, but, like, we didn't burn it down when we came over. It was yeah. burned for us. Well, and also we filled in a lot of the land. We did. Because it is a... It's swamp. a it's a horrible swampland. Um, that's why there are so many mosquitoes and horrible things. But yeah, so we'll do a we'll do a DC episode. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, write us your stories, even if they don't have an awesome audio component like Andrea's did. Just write them to us. Yeah. Um, I have a couple others. Yeah. Um, Tell me the weird shit. Oh, I still got to get that one story from my mom. Yeah. That wasn't the other grandpa story, one. The yeah. other one. About her, like, weird trip to another island. Um, <laughs> Super haunted so, island. Uh, like, so we'll Scooby-Doo about on Zombie Island. Um, there was there was a mystical element to that story that I did not talk about in the Japanese ooh. segment. I, for, I wrote it down, but I never actually got around to talking about it in Is that it episode. Is it the Japanese spirit who really likes butts? No. But I talked about the kappa already. You did. Yeah, but I forgot to mention that they're into butts. They super love butts. They super love butts. I forgot about it. They are the Tina Belcher of Japanese yeah. spirits. So I think on that butt note butt note happy halloween y'all happy halloween um as always spoophour at gmail.com sasha's on twitter i'm on twitter um maybe spoophour will be on twitter at some point at some point but when we're not too busy marching band season ends this weekend yay happy halloween to sasha happy halloween to me um enjoy your witching hour and make sure that you respect the ishi and you celebrate sahwin properly You said it right. Be proud of me. Uh...